Hey, this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And welcome to the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, welcome back. It has been some time, yeah. but we are back. Yes. And um, we are so excited to embark on a new season, new yeah. episodes, yep. new conversations. New platforms. Yeah, we are everything. now um, on your favorite podcast platform. Yeah. Yeah, we're everywhere from Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and we're still on... Um uh, oh man, that's our original. We're forgetting, platform. yeah, SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud. So the last few <laughs> episodes are yeah. on SoundCloud. Um, the last few episodes of season two, but definitely you want to make sure that you subscribe to yes. all of these new platforms. Um, obviously, uh, you know we did the SoundCloud thing for about a year, a little over yeah, yeah. a year that we've been doing this, yep. which is amazing. And um, you know, a lot of you have been listening and supporting and tuning in um, to each and every episode. But now we haven't even. Uh, broader reach right yes. and wider reach uh with these podcasting platforms and the good thing is that if you search on apple Podcasts and type in god life culture podcast all our episodes will come up you'll be able to subscribe yes and you will get notified the minute it goes live yes. on those platforms you know which is important because you know with the new season we will um, you know, not only be sticking to our weekly Wednesday episode, but, you know, things may jump around, may throw something extra during the week and you want to get the notification so that you know that it's up. You know, because sometimes if you don't have the notification, you don't know there's new content out and you're like, yo, what's going on with God Life Culture? Like, there's nothing happening. And it's like, yeah, there is. You just you have to subscribe. It's very important so that you, that you subscribe so you can get the notifications. Yeah, so there'll be a little bit of spontaneity with this season and yes. with these episodes, but that is why we want you to subscribe to each of these platforms or wherever you listen to your podcast just so you can be first uh, to be notified of when we release a new episode. It could happen yeah. on a Monday, a Tuesday, it could happen at midnight, it could happen on a Thursday. We don't know. You don't know. So and, be tuned in. And we're very appreciative of, of those of you that, are, you know, have been with us or been with us from the beginning and have been loyal and, you know, with us through our growing pains. You know, we launched this podcast over a year ago off of um, not a whim, but, you know, out of, out of a desire to um, put on this platform the our, our voice um, and to voice things that we find that are important um, and relevant to our, you know, culture, community, age group, all that other stuff or whatever. So we thank you for, you know, jumping around with us, uh, dealing with us during, you know, the hiatus between the seasons, uh, liking the videos, leaving the comments, sending us messages, all that good stuff. We're very appreciative of it. And we're looking forward to have you guys continue this journey with us. Yeah, we recently did two live podcasts yeah. and put that out there. So that was really cool. That yes. was a different experience. It was um, fun. It was, you know, definitely awesome to have, you know, people in the room. And I think we agree. We definitely need to do that again, yes. you know, for some type of event or something. Um, so we're just looking for, you know, new things to do this season, exciting things. And we definitely want each of you to be a part of that. Yes. So moving on, we want to jump into today's topic, which are assumptions that people have about Christians. Yeah. And I think this is something that everybody, whether you're a Christian, a non-Christian, a believer, non-believer, you know, if you're just a human being on this planet, you've experienced, you know, people making assumptions, yes. whether you're the person making an assumption or they're making an assumption about you. But there's a quote or, you know, a, a saying, saying that yeah. says, you know, well, you know what happens when you assume. 
Mm. You know, it's almost like it's the complete opposite of yeah. what you expected. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about these assumptions that people make about Christians. So yeah. this is awesome if you're a Christian listening to this because you may find yourself um, maybe, you know, fulfilling uh one of these assumptions or <laughs> you know you may find yourself in a moment where yeah someone definitely made that assumption about me and it was mm-hmm. totally false yes and, and how on do the you other deal side, with that how do you deal with that right and yeah. how do you deal with that and what do you do and then on the other side if you're a non-christian or non-believer and you stumbled upon this podcast somehow it's going to be awesome for you to have your eyes kind of open to a completely different perspective and idea that you know all christians are not placed in the same box we can't be placed in the same box and not everything you hear is always true yeah you know one of the things that i think people assume about christians is especially young christians are that we're boring you know that we don't have a life we don't have a social life we don't do anything we're locked in our prayer room you know 24 hours a day seven days a week or whatever it is um and i think that while our lifestyle may be different i don't think it's boring you know, not I, at all. You know, I go out, I have fun. We go to dinners, we go to amusement park, we go to movies. You know, we go to places. You know, a lot of our young people like to go uh, uh, to these um, exhibits. You know, when they go to like the art exhibits and the museums and the pop up shops and the this and the that. And if the know. museums aren't fun to you, you know, because then there's some people that are like, okay, but that's completely boring, yeah. right? Well, there's no, concerts. But yes, and but they're the interactive museums. You know, yes. the ones that you throw yourself in, you know, in things and you get to, you know. So when I say museum, you're not standing and staring at a painting, right? But know. then there are people that do like that yes, and find absolutely. enjoyment in that, and I think that's the great thing that you know there are still ways for you to have fun. And I yes. think you know one of the things that really comes comes down to in all of these conversations it's actually comes down to the christian and yeah. it comes down to the believer and the person that this assumption is being made of because if i project mm-hmm. a boring lifestyle yes. if i project like my life is so miserable and i have yes. no fun and i'm a christian yes and i have non-christians who see that and they make this assumption mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true in that moment Right. Mm -hmm. For you specifically as that person, if that's what you project. So as Christians, you know, we want to make sure that we project the fact that we serve a God that's creative, that has created all things and that has created, you know, ways for us to have fun that doesn't necessarily fit the criteria or what fun looks like to I don't want to say the world, but the world. Yeah. You know, so for some people, you know, getting high and drinking and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that, that's super fun. Yeah. But just because Christians do not partake in those things, it doesn't mean that we're not having fun. Yeah. Right? He rolled his eyes. When no, said, no, no. What I, what I know I, why you're trying to yeah. say. So what I mean by that is, which is another segue, which whatever the point is, is that <laughs> there are people that do indulge in certain things. Right. And, you know, that's personal conviction. That's between them and God. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, whether or not it's okay for you to smoke or whether or not it's okay for you to drink or whether or not it's okay, you know, whatever. Because at the end of the day, you know, people would throw the, the argument at you. Well, Jesus had wine. Right, right. Absolutely he did. And at the end of the you day, know? this also confirms yeah. everything we're talking about of not putting people in boxes. Yes. Just because a few partake yes. in those things or do those things. Yes. But the point is, is that as Christians, it is our responsibility to enjoy life. I think that we can't walk around this world looking miserable or looking, you know, defeated or whatever. You know, the Bible says that we are a royal priesthood. 
which means that there is this way of carrying yourself in this world where you need to be proud and happy and enjoying life and going out there and you know like you can't look like a miserable um defeated person yeah you know there's a lot of things that you can do in this world to have fun that are healthy that won't compromise your christianity that won't you know um make you do things that you're not supposed to do in any way that's why it's important also to have wisdom you know know what you're getting yourself into know where you're going knowing who are the people that you surround yourself with but absolutely go have fun go out you know go enjoy life yeah and i think one of the assumptions you know regarding to christians being boring is the fact that there's so many rules yes you know as i put air quotes there's so many rules and boundaries and i again it's all about how you look at these things because boundaries when it comes to God are not meant, you know, to restrict us, yes. but it's actually meant to protect us where mm -hmm. it's like, you know, God has set these boundaries and these, you know, limits in place for us because he wants us to enjoy everything that he has created, everything that he has established here on earth, but he wants us to actually be completely satisfied mm -hmm. and wants us to be completely, um, you know, happy and not just, satisfied for a moment yes or you know joyous for a moment because yeah. then the joy is gone and the high is gone and this is gone the moment is gone you know god establishes these rules and these parameters at times you know again not to restrict you or stifle you but to actually protect you and mm -hmm. keep you and you know give you and and uh you know allow you to experience i should say the things that truly fill you with joy and satisfaction yes. in life yeah and i think that is important also as husbands wives brothers sisters families that we enjoy life as a family as well yeah. you know i think that one you know it, it's so um detrimental and so hurtful for people within the church when they don't enjoy life, they don't go out, you know, they don't take family vacations, they don't go out as a family to eat dinners or go here or go, go to a, a fair or an amusement park or something. And, you know, it's sad because that's how a family breaks apart. That's how relationships break apart. That's how things deteriorate because you're not going out. You're not having fun. You're not laughing. You're not sharing. You're not happening open communications and stuff. And, you know, we see that where, you know, you have families that don't do anything together. You know, yeah. they go to work, they go to church, they come home, they go to work, they go to church, they go home, whatever. But they're not doing anything fun. They're not going on vacation. And I'm not saying that you have to go and, you know, pay thousands of dollars and go to a private island. Like there's things you can you can do staycations. You can go to Poconos for the weekend. You know, they're, they're, you can do things. Go to the beach. Spend the day yeah. at the beach with your family. Just go out um, and just have fun. And, you know, people will see that. You know, people mm -hmm. will notice like, man, you know, you're Christian and, you know, you talk about God and all that stuff. But one of the things I like about you is, you know, you're always up and about. You're always happy. You're always doing something with your family. You're always going out with your friends. Those are things that people notice as well, you know. And I think it's also very important because imagine, like I talk about my wife and my kid and my son at work all the time and the things that we do in our church and, you know, but imagine if one day I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, because my wife and I did A, B and C. Oh, you have a wife? Oh, you guys go out? You've been, you know, you've been working here for X amount of years. I've never heard you speak about your family in that way. Like that would be horrible right. for that to happen. And I, and I believe that does happen where, you know, because there isn't a, an enjoyment or whatever with some people, 
that that's why that that negative thing happens but for the most part i do feel like that as christians and at least our group of friends and the people that we go out with they do have fun they do do their thing and you know they break that assumption yeah and it really comes down to responsibility like we said earlier on the christian you know um a lot of times in these moments whether it's work relationships or school friendships or you know wherever we interact with people that may be a non-believer may not be on the same page with us and have these assumptions that they make it always seems as if they they have the upper hand or mm-hmm. they have a little bit more authority or confidence than we do yeah. um, whether it's the assumption that's made oh you're always in church Oh, Mm -hmm. but you need to go have fun. You need to, you know, it always seems like they're on the winning side and we're kind of the humble, like very like, yeah, but you know, I can't. And it's almost like it's time to flip that narrative and not be, you know, that shy individual when it comes to those moments, but actually turn it around and say, yeah, you should come. It's great. This is what we do. Or yeah, I don't do that, but this is what I do. And I'm doing it this weekend. You want to come? Do you want to be a part of that? I think it's important, especially in today's culture, in our today's social culture, where we see so many celebrities and famous people and social influencers where, you know, they speak about, they go to church or they're opening up their faith and they're doing services and they're you know going to a conference here going to a thing there where maybe back in the day it wasn't especially within young people it wasn't something that was easily talked about now celebrities at church celebrities throwing bible verses celebrities doing you know daniel fast and all this other stuff like now it's a thing that's common to be spoken about so why would we as christians then be like oh you know i feel weird speaking about that it doesn't make any sense yeah so that's definitely um a big assumption that i think we've all experienced at one time another assumption that people make about (laughs) believers about christians is that all christians are hypocrites or all christians are judgmental what do you have to say about that i think that all humans can be judgmental i think that all humans can be hypocritical inside outside of the church under the church above the church across the street from the church you can throw a stone and it will hit and it's possible it would hit someone who is hypocritical and who is judgmental but that should not deter you from going to church because at the end of the day we don't serve god for the humans you know church is a place where people go because they understand that they have things that they need to work on you know and i think that there's no one on this planet that can say they've never had a hypocritical moment. Yeah. That they've never had a judgmental moment. Yes, we all have. Does that make it right? No. You know, those are areas in which we need to work in. But it is also important that as churches, and I think we've spoken about this plenty of times before, that we do make an effort and an emphasis to deter that assumption and be loving, be welcoming, be, you know, you know, whatever. But then also as people we should understand that there is a high possibility that you will walk into any random place, also including churches, and you will encounter someone who's judgmental or hypocritical. That's just the fact. So would you not go to a hospital? Would you not go to school? Would you not go to work because you're going to confront someone who's hypocritical or judgmental? I think you would still go to those places. Yeah. So you should still also go to church. And I think that's something that 
is a problem in general with people when it comes anything having to do with our faith anything having to do with god automatically we focus on the negative yes and the world and you know people who are against these things they like to do that where you know the positive is never enough it's always the negative that's projected it's the negative that's focused on and that's highlighted yes you know and that carries out throughout everything um there was a quote i heard someone say one time they said never judge uh religion by its abuse Mm -hmm. so it's almost like you know if you're choosing to judge a religion a philosophy an idea you know don't look at the abuse of it don't Mm -hmm. look at the negative that surrounds it you know just because this is what you've heard about Mm -hmm. christians you're carrying that over with you maybe this is what you've experienced with one christian that you knew and now you carry that over with you and you're judging Mm -hmm. right what you're claiming other people are doing right Mm -hmm. you're judging a whole group of people based off of one experience one abuse one moment that that individual those group of people maybe did not represent christ the way they should have Mm -hmm. you know so i think oftentimes we can be guilty we can even as christians be guilty of that yes taking one thing one moment Mm -hmm. of anything in our lives you know and making it you know, across the board, making it true across the board for everybody. It could be someone in our job that's not a Christian mm-hmm. because we had a bad experience with that one person. We make the judgment yeah. and the assumption that all non-Christians are the same way. And that's why mm-hmm. I don't share my faith. And that's why I don't talk to them. And that's why I eat lunch, you know, by myself mm-hmm. and all of these things. So I think across the board, we are all guilty um, yes. of being hypocrites or judgmental yes. in one way or another. Yes. You know, you have the extremists that go, you know, and are just hateful. Yep. You know, I think about like Westboro Baptist Church, yep. you know, that everything, their website, just to get to their church, their website pretty much says who they hate, yeah. right? And, you know, everything, it's just, it's horrible what they project. But who says that they are the standard? Who yeah. says that this is, you know, this is why I don't go to church or this is why I don't believe in God because of them but i think it's because hypocrisy and judgment gets a louder it's louder and gets a uh, a spotlight on it whereas a loving church or loving people or people that are welcoming and that you know are open arms doesn't you know and it has a lot to do with you know media and it has a lot to do with um uh, news and gossip and whatever it is because good news doesn't travel right. as fast as bad news travels. So it's easier to get it out there, the message of, you know, oh, I got hurt in a church or, oh, you know, a church looked at me in the way that I was dressed and, you know, one of the elders gave me a stank eye or something. You know, th- that is easy to get around, whereas in somebody who felt welcome at a church, yeah, I don't see that. I don't see people posting, oh, you know, I had an amazing time at this church I visited. You know, they were so nice to me. Right. You'll see the post about I went to a church and, you know, the lady told me to take this off or to do this or whatever, you know. And it's it's unfortunate because at the end of the day, we're ha- held at a and it's not a bad thing, but it is a bad thing where we're held at a different standard than everybody else in the sense that. Everyone who is a human that doesn't identify as Christians can get away with stuff that as Christians, if you have a moment of weakness and you do come off rude or you do come off judgmental or whatever, it's like, oh, no, all Christians or, you know, that evil thing or whatever. 
Yeah. And I think, again, it comes back to responsibility. So yes. we have these assumptions and these things that people say. Now, as believers, as Christians, what are we going to do to make yeah. sure that we are not feeding that? You yes. know, the same way we would in culture regarding race and mm -hmm. feeding the stereotypes. If you know that there is a certain stereotype, you know, you don't want to feed that stereotype if mm -hmm. you don't have to in that moment. Yeah. You know, so it's what can you do to make sure that you're not coming across this way? And I think an encouragement or just, you know, something that we all can be reminded of is at the end of the day we need to stop looking at people yeah. and look at god and yeah. as difficult or or as cliche as that may sound right you know we need to look at god and not people it's the absolute truth you know and as believers that's something we need to do but also non-believers mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day they don't know god yeah. they don't have that connection so they may be looking at us mm-hmm so it's our responsibility to make sure that when they look at us, they see God, you know, that they see there's love there and let them also see that human side as well mm -hmm. in its right balance. Because yeah. that's the other side where we portray ourselves to be super holy and yeah. like superhuman that we're like not relatable to yeah, people. It's not and real. People can't even have a conversation with us because mm -hmm. we don't know how to talk about anything else other than church yep. or God. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's just our responsibility at the end of the day to uh, make sure that we change these assumptions. Yeah, you know, and, and one of the things that also goes along with that is uh, I think that people also assume that as Christians, we only are friends with Christian people. And if you're not a Christian, then you can't be my friend. Um, and I don't think that's true at all. No. You know, because, you know, I have family members uh, that aren't, you know, that don't serve the Lord. You know, I have friends who, you know, don't serve the Lord either um but does that you know and that is just normal you know and it's okay because at the end of the day we're not called to um segregate ourselves from the rest of the population you know you yeah. can't always constantly be living in a bubble because then how are you effective you know how do you get to preach through your testimony how do you get to preach through your life how do you get to preach through your actions when you only interact with other people when you want to preach at them you know, yeah. you, you don't want to relate with them. You don't want to, you know, you don't want them to get to know you as a person or anything like that. You just want to preach at them. That's not going to be as effective as someone who knows you, who has a good work relationship with you, has a good, you know, family or friend relationship with you and can be like, man, you know, even though I don't serve God, but I know that because of the way that so-and-so is, or there has to be a God, there has to be something there. And then that, that you know, that seed is planted and little by little that also, you know, that will blossom. But, you know, it, it is important that we do make those friendships and those connections. Does that mean you're going to the bar after work for happy hour? No. You know, you need to know where you can go and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. But if you're having a comp you made a face. Now I'll point no, you out. No, because that's although <laughs> we say that there are those select few. Yeah. Who find nothing wrong with that. And again, yes. that's on you. Yeah. You know, we're not going to place all Christians in that same box. Yeah. No. And I think it, it, it's important, you know, and it's intention. For example, at my, when I when I worked in the city, there was a bar across the street that made awesome wings, amazing wings. And anytime I would order, they don't deliver. So anytime I would order, I would have to go pick it up. And I always had in the back of my mind, man, if hermanito so-and-so or if hermanita so-and-so saw me coming out of this establishment, right. what would they think? Would they would they be like, oh, he went in there for the food or would they automatically make the assumption mm -hmm. of mm, 
He was in there. He must have been getting plastered. He was like, right. no, they make awesome wings. I went in there to get wings. So, yeah, it is possible. You know, you go to you go to Applebee's. There's a bar. Right. People drink or whatever. You can't go and socialize with people, you know. But Definitely. if you know that the reason why they're going specifically is to get plastered, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't go for that reason. If you guys are going to go have dinner after work, to me, it's different. Yes. But that's my opinion. You know, it may vary from people to people. And I think... Um you know, whether we're talking about Christians or non-believers or having, you know, friendships with non-believers, right, who don't go to church and um, all of these things, it's okay to disagree. Yeah. So it's okay to be friends with them and disagree with their lifestyle and disagree with their habits or their actions or how they handle certain things and, you know, how they approach certain things. It's okay to disagree, and that doesn't mean we're judging yeah. or, you know, being hateful. And yeah, I think no. that's something that even as Christians with other Christians, it's okay that we disagree. That doesn't mean I'm judging you mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm being hateful. I just don't agree with that. Yeah. So I think that's something also that, you know, we should uh, note. Know and know how to execute effectively. You know, there's a way to disagree without being judgmental, which brings it all back full circle, which is that you have to be able to establish, okay, these are my um, these are my norms. This is how I operate. This is how I work. This is how I, I go and I socialize and stuff. If that's how you want to socialize, all right, good for you. I'm not going to sit here and throw Bible verses at you while you're doing stuff because that's a mistake that we do sometimes where we automatically want to correct them. Like, no, you can't do it that way or whatever. You know, if the opportunity does arise for you to have a conversation with them about that, absolutely. But off the gate, sometimes you just sit back and you let your actions preach to them rather than you throwing Bible verses at them. Yeah, definitely. And now our next uh, assumption is that as Christians... Yeah. We don't believe in science, <laughs> right? And we don't believe in evolution, right? Yeah. Although uh, the second part of that, I think as Christians, we should not yeah. believe and support evolution. Yeah. It's just an assumption that people do throw out there that they look at you and, you know, they automatically assume maybe because you don't believe in evolution that mm-hmm. you disqualify everything you know that has to do with science when Mm -hmm. you know again at the end of the day we serve a god that is the creator and owner of everything the one who invented science the ultimate scientist yeah you know and i think that because maybe of those few christians that you know when we think of science we can think of medicine Mm -hmm. right who they get diagnosed with something and immediately it's i'm not taking the pills i'm not taking the syrup i'm not taking this i'm (laughs) not doing that because god is gonna heal me god is gonna do this you know and you look crazy yeah so i think because of situations like that you know when it comes to like medicine and modern medicine and all of that people develop these assumptions because you know they they see a christian who Mm -hmm. disqualifies it and they're using God mm-hmm. as a means of doing that mm-hmm. and you know and, I, and it, it also ties in the whole um I, not idea but the whole subject of miracles I believe in the God of miracles I believe in a God who is omnipotent who can do anything he can heal anybody he can liberate anybody there is nothing that is impossible for him but does that mean that if I catch a sickness or if my son gets sick I'm not going to give them medicine. I'm not going to take them to the doctor. No, absolutely not. Because I also believe in the sign, in the in the inspiration and the wisdom that God gave people to be scientists and to be doctors and chemists and all that. I believe that comes from God as well. The inspiration, yeah, the definitely. Holy Spirit that gave them the ability to have that knowledge and to learn and to grow and expand certain ideas. So, as a Christian, 
while god forbid if i was to get sick or a family member was to get sick or whatever you know i believe that god could heal them a hundred and fifty thousand percent god could do the miracle and heal them but in the process of maybe god operating and stuff like that or whatever doing his thing you know it's quite possible that god will heal them with the medicine yeah god will heal them with the therapy god will heal them with the whatever because that's why he placed it there for you know that's god operating as well it doesn't have to be this miraculous thing where an evangelist came from you know zimbabwe and laid hands on someone and they became healed yes god can do that god can bring anybody god can lift up a child to pray for you and heal you but god can also use medicine yeah. and techno and you know medical technology to heal people as well yeah i mean right now i have an aunt who's battling cancer and she has complete faith in god she yeah. has complete trust in god she knows god is a healer yes right she has experienced this within her family and you know god has saved her restored her but she also understands that this is a moment that she's going through it's a process that she's going through she's going through the chemotherapy yeah. she's going through all of that she's lost her hair she's experienced all the side effects you know but at the end of the day you know, who says that that chemotherapy, God can't be using it to take the cancer away, right? And I think many times, you know, as Christians, we just have to be careful what we project. Yes, we serve a God of miracles. Yes, we serve a God that heals, right? But what are you going to do until you see the healing being manifested mm -hmm. in your life? And yeah. you will know when it happens. It's not you refusing to take the pills or refusing to take the medication. It's you feeling and knowing that God mm -hmm. has done the work and there being evidence and proof of it. Yes. So if the cancer, you say God has healed you from that, let's go back to the doctor. Let's run the tests again. Yeah. You know, whatever issue you have going on, let's go back to the doctor. Let's confirm that. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just as Christians, we have to be careful how we portray ourselves. Mm -hmm. You have a cold, go to the doctor. You have a headache for three months straight, go to the doctor. Don't mm -hmm. just rely and have, you know, this uh, dependence, unhealthy dependence, mm -hmm. you know, on God and what he is able to do because yeah. God doesn't do the same thing for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Which goes to what I was about to say, which is there are moments in certain people's lives where God does want to operate radically. So there will be moments where some people are like, you know, no, I refuse to take the medicine because God is going to do his thing and God does do it. I've heard those testimonies. I've seen that and all that other stuff. But the, that was a moment for them because God decided to operate in them in that way does that mean he's gonna do the same thing for you absolutely not it does not be that yeah. i'm sorry to burst your bubble and but it no. sucks because you may have to be the person that has to go through yes the that chemo situation. and the medicine you may have to go effect. through all of that yeah. but at the end your story you're gonna yeah. have an impactful story yes. so it's just you know and again we're talking in, in many spiritual terms but this it just goes across with anything in your life god yeah. doesn't you know work with everyone the same way yeah. there are things that you may feel like you know i get easily convicted with but then there are other people that they can do it and it's not a big deal yep. like why it's not fair but you know what this is the way god works with you this is what yeah. god is doing with you at again going back to looking at him you know and not at people yeah you know and it's it's tough it's difficult but that that is why it is important for us to have our relationships with god because once you have a really strong relationship with god and you understand the way that he speaks to you and the way that he works in your life you don't compare your life to others you know because you may you and three people can be praying for the same thing and god would bless and god will uh, um uh, fulfill those miracles in three completely different ways. 
And, you know, you may think that the other person's looked prettier than the way yours did, but that's okay. That, you know, he decided to do it that way. And with you, he decided to operate in a different way for reasons that sometimes aren't even known to you. You don't even understand the reason why God decided to do what he did in your life the way that he did. And you need to be okay with that. Yeah. You know, there are times where God will explain it to you and he will break it down to you. He will show it to you. But there are other times that you just have to trust that he knows better than you do. Yeah. And getting into this last assumption, talking about politics, right? Yeah. The last assumption is that all Christians Mm -hmm. are. Um, This is a tricky one. I think the, the assumption is all Christians are Republican. I think that's what it really comes down to. And I think that there are a great number of people that are Republican. Um, there are also Christians that are from the Democratic side. There are also Christians that are independent. There are also uh, Christians that go through the tea parties and all the other, you know, different um, uh, groups and categories that they can vote through. And at the end of the day, I don't my point of view is it does. I don't I don't care. I'm going to say it that way. I don't care what group you pertain to. I think that as Christians, what's more important to me than what group you decide to affiliate affiliate yourself with is that as Christians, we need to educate ourselves yeah. in what's going on politically in our countries, in our states, in our cities, where it is easy for someone to vote a certain way because of Maybe the people around you vote their way or maybe because you feel whatever, uh, but you're making decisions that are not educated or you're doing things just because out of whims. And I think that as Christians, it is our responsibility to know what's going on. If there's an election coming up, know who the people are that are running. Understand what it is that they're running for, what they stand for, what is their platform. And in, in, in addition to that, you have to accompany that with prayer. You know, as Christians, it is important to us in in any decision that we make. You're going to buy a house. You're thinking about a career change. You're thinking about whatever. You're supposed to go to God for guidance and you're going to supposed to seek guidance from him. And you're supposed to, you know, not make any decision without you feeling that this is the decision that God wants you to make. That's the same thing for politics, in my opinion, where you need to educate yourself. You need to look at the news. You need to look at, you know, read the newspapers, read the documentaries, go to the, you know, when there's a politician that's having a a debate or a um, a town hall rally or whatever, go to those, show up, listen to them, you know, see what they're standing for, whatever. And then you make your decision based off of that. And that may be a conversation opener or starter, you know, at your workplace. You know, you don't want to be the only one. I know this was in my case where, you know, with the last election, everyone was always talking about it and everything where I Mm -hmm. felt like, okay, I really do need to know what's happening. You know, who's running? What do they stand for? You know, to be able to not only, you know... uh, vote and Mm -hmm. vote effectively you know but contribute to these conversations that your voice is needed you know when you know people are talking about you know this party and that party and this president or that person you know you don't want to be the christian in the corner that has nothing to say because you don't like politics or you don't do politics and Mm -hmm. honestly i've been there where i have been that person where it's like man i don't really know like too much about that i can't even comment about that that should you know which i've done okay let me go and like research what does this mean yeah you know because again it all comes down to it's our responsibility to educate ourselves it's our yes. responsibility that if this is the assumption what are we going to do to fight against it or combat it and um 
praying is one of the biggest things and it's yeah. what you said and honestly if that's an assumption that's made against christians that they're always praying or pray too much that's a good that's assumption. fine yeah <laughs> that i'll take that assumption yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because it's definitely not only when it comes to politics but when it comes to just our everyday life and everyday life decisions you know it needs to be based off of prayer we have to make yes. sure that we're not operating out of our own views and opinion mm-hmm. you know just because i believe a certain way this is what i believe and this president believes the same thing i'm just gonna vote for that mm-hmm. you know i really feel a certain way about abortion so i'm gonna vote with this president because that's how they feel i don't really care what his views are on this and that mm-hmm. and the other thing you know it has to be more than that it has yeah. to be more than just that one issue or yes. that one thing and that's where it gets tricky because you will have a politician who is an amazing speaker has um good it's awesome influence and all the other stuff but then their platform is something you don't agree with. Yeah. So you may be like, yo, wow, that guy was so amazing in speaking. And you may vote for that person, but you never took the time to actually like research. What does this person stand for? And then you come to find that, oh, oof, I should have not voted for that person. Yep. And then you have the opposite, which is and then you'll have people that project that they stand on certain platforms, but in reality, they don't. You know, so it's 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 a very politics is very complicated. And I understand that it scares a lot of people and people get very overwhelmed by it. And that that is why they usually abstain from it and don't follow it and all that other stuff. But as Christians, I really believe it's important that we are in the mix of what's happening. You don't want people making decisions for you when you had the opportunity to be part of the decision making. Like, you know, that's crazy that people, "Ah, I didn't vote or "Ah, I don't care about that. You know, my vote doesn't count. Yes, your vote does count. It does count, especially when you make the noise and when you um, rally the troops and do everything. Like you have to be a part of what's going on in your community, in your state, in your country. It's very, very important because when things start changing and you're like, man, why did that change or whatever? Uh, They had an election for that last September, but you didn't vote. So that's why they changed everything, and now you're complaining. So it's it's very, very important. So that's why I say, to me, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what political party to affiliate yourself with. What I'm going to tell you is educate yourself and pray about it, because that's what's important. Yeah, and this podcast is called God, Life, Culture. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we represent God, we represent ultimately what his word says. And yes. the word is filled with so many different examples and verses that talk about representing Christ. And, you you know, uh, maybe not directly combating these assumptions, but how our life, you know, is looked upon by many people and yeah. observed and how we have to be careful how we carry ourselves. You know, Second Corinthians 520, we are ambassadors for Christ. Um, you know, Ephesians 5 verse 1 says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. You know, First Peter 2 9, you mentioned it earlier. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation of people for his own possession you know that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light what are you declaring what are you proclaiming by your life and your lifestyle are you proclaiming those good things that you know he took you from you know dark to light 
Or are you proclaiming that your life sucks, that you're bitter, that you have resentment, that you struggling, that, you know, you are not happy with your life? What are you projecting? What are you reflecting? When people look at you, what do they see? So we have these assumptions here. There are only a few. There's so much, so many more assumptions, probably assumptions that we haven't even thought of that, you know, people make about Christians. Uh, But what are we going to do about it? We can sit here and mope about this, man. I'm a Christian. The only Christian in the room, they automatically think I'm this yeah sometimes that's a good thing for mm-hmm. you to know that because yes. now you know i need to prove them wrong yes i need to prove them wrong and um this happens many times you know if i'm going to do poetry somewhere where it's not necessarily a church or a christian event i always feel a little out of place and i have to kind of check myself in those moments because it's like okay but this is like where you want to actually be yeah. you know let them know the truth and the truth about who God's people are and that we're not all weird. We're not all boring. We're not all, you know, disinterested in politics and what's going on in culture. You know, we're very much engaged and very much active in, in our communities. So we have to do something. Yeah. You know, and it is important. You know, we mentioned, you know, there are certain assumptions and there are certain things that are okay. You know, if they assume that you're a prayer person, that's fine or whatever. You know, there's also, um, there's also a level of respect that should be established as well. You know, where they know they can't talk a certain way or, you know, they can be, uh, what would be considered disrespectful in one way or another, you know, and they will catch that. Yeah. You know, it's funny because that was an assumption, mm-hmm. um, that, someone wrote in a blog where they said just because i'm christian doesn't mean uh you can't curse around me Mm -hmm. so it's almost like they felt like people were seriously adjusting the way they spoke and everything just because he was in the room Mm -hmm. and it was awkward for them and awkward for him at Mm -hmm. the same time you know and i can i can agree to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but i think there's something powerful when people recognize who you are yes you know and they recognize it not in a weird way like oh he's a christian you can't curse you know like or they walk around on eggshells around Mm -hmm. you but where they just recognize and have that level of respect like he's the real deal yes so you know don't curse around him because like this he actually practices what he preaches and he you know walks this walk like he's the real thing yeah you know and it's like at work today i had one of the uh uh, supervisors whatever was speaking to somebody and they were, they were having a conversation about something that happened that was frustrating and they let a curse word slip out or whatever and they were like oh I'm, you know I'm sorry Eddie but I just had to let the word slip out and you know it's just I'm, and I'm like it's okay you know you know you it's it's okay that in a moment where they were feeling frustrated or whatever, you know, they had to express themselves in that yeah. way. Okay. That's how you decided to express. And so it's a, also how you that. reacted yeah. to that. You didn't respond like, Oh, but you know, you can't yeah. do that around me. I don't like, yeah. you know, it's also how you respond and react yes. to those moments. Yes. You know, you extend that grace and mercy to them because they may catch you one day acting up yeah. and not doing something or something may slip out of your mouth. Not necessarily yeah. you, but just in general, <laughs> you know, where, it's like, okay, you know, but I'm not human. Remember yeah. that, you know? No, but I think what what's important is that they realized, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I know I should have not did it, but I was just like, oh, I was yeah. just so heated. And it's okay to give them that grace and that opportunity to be mm-hmm. like, okay, you get, like, you understand that that's not the way I express myself, mm-hmm. but it's okay. You know, we're all humans and I'm not here to judge you and I understand you were highly upset and that's how you decided to do it. Kudos, not kudos to you, but you know what I mean. Like, all right, I'm going to let it flow yeah. and stuff. And that's okay as well. It's about establishing uh, boundaries while also being open and welcoming. So yep. 
you know, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to this new episode, to this new season. You can catch us on all the different social media platforms that we announced and also on um, Instagram. Yeah, so our Instagram, a God Life Culture podcast. You can send us an email at godlifeculture at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on yes, all of the subscribe. podcasting platforms. Um, this is the first episode of a brand new season with new episodes, new conversations, and you want to make sure that you are tuned in and you have hit that subscribe button so you can get notified anytime we drop an episode again. It can be literally at any time. Yeah. There may be, you know, two times in a week where we'll yes. release stuff. So you just want to make sure that you are uh, connected and in tune to what's happening. Yes. Yeah, so on top of subscribing, also rate, leave comments, yes. do all that good stuff. And, you know, just continue to be with us on this journey. So we want to thank you once again for tuning into this episode and tuning into the God Life Culture podcast. That's God, God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.